I'm Bryce Miller. And I'm Jacob Schatz. And this is Talking Atlas. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talking Atlas. We here at Opal Nebula have a storied history of attempting to record role-playing games for your entertainment. It started all the way back in episode 35-ish, when Jacob and I recorded a one-shot that took a couple of episodes in Plane Shift Zendikar using Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Then, nearly a year ago at time of recording, we made a stab at Living Lore, a possible series that would follow a character with Jacob DMing one-on-one with that person. Today we have what may be the next logical iteration for you. This is a new segment that we are trying out on Talking Atlas called Far Wanderings. And instead of having a loftier goal of an interconnected story with a lot of rules, we're downsizing it a little bit. The rule set is severely condensed, and while there may be some interconnectedness between the stories, or we might have a couple of episodes following one character, it's not intended to be as... Exhaustive, shall we say. Exhaustive is a very good adjective. Exhaustive and sometimes exhausting, I say as the person who has always been the player in these situations and not the person actually planning it. (laughs) I'm speaking from a position of privilege. A privileged position, if you will. We are going back to Ravnica. But not today. Today, I am sending you somewhere else. Or you can be someone else. Oh, that's great. I hate being me. Why do you think I act? (laughs) Is there anything I should do to prepare? Do I need to construct a planar portal or grasp my mana bonds and prepare to planeswalk? Oh, you'll need to hold on to your mana bonds, all right. Today, I will be sending you into the mind of a character that I have named Lydia. Lydia? With a Y? Yes. L-Y-D-I-A? All right. Exactly right. And it's tipping my hand a little bit as to where we're going, but uh, Lydia is a mind blade render. A mind blade render, you say? That is so much better than a house, Carl. (laughs) For those of you who still play Skyrim, I love Skyrim. Anyway. I am sworn to carry your mind blades. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's such a burden to carry your kick-ass mind blades. So I take it that means that we are going to Kylem, the setting of Battle Bond. Yes! We are indeed going to Kylem, and we find Lydia on her approach to Valor's Reach. Because she wants to compete in the big leagues. Valor's Reach has off-key bugles. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> Everything else is so carefully orchestrated, but the actual orchestration, garbage. <laughs> Lydia has four skills that are available to her, and they are all verbs. Whenever Bryce tries to do a thing in the fiction that might involve one of those verbs, she can apply those skills to the role that she takes. I'll get to the roles in a second. The four skills are rend, which is used to extract something from someone or just carve something out of another thing. Spook, which is a little self-explanatory. Trick, to perform some kind of dirty deed at a reasonable price. And deal, to make an agreement with someone in order to get ahead. Now, most of these die rolls will be contested by me. We will both roll 2d8, and whoever gets the higher number is the winner. I will always be rolling 2d8, but if Bryce uses one of her skills, or more of her skills, she can add more dice to the roll. Then, no matter how many dice she rolls, she will take the two highest of those d8s. I can also apply penalties, and if she starts from 2d8 and has penalties applied, 
Then she will still add dice to her roll, but instead of taking the two highest, she'll take the two lowest. We find Lydia as she is walking one of the many sky bridges that connect to the main stadium at Valor's Reach, and she is walking not alone, but with her esteemed mentor named Eldrin. Eldrin is a decorated champion of Valor's Reach who has since retired, but has taught Lydia everything that she knows about fighting. As you see the grand stadium of Valor's Reach just off in the distance, Eldrin turns to you and goes, Well, I reckon we're almost there. What do you think you'll be looking for in your potential battle partner? Someone who doesn't slow me down. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I roll my eyes and continue walking. So how does this selection process work, anyway? Well, it's not necessarily formalized. Unfortunately, you will be here to make friends. Well, you can't win them all. Now that doesn't sound like you. I meant interpersonally. Fights, sure. Human interaction? Well. That's very human-centric of me, isn't it? That's very human-normative. Person interaction? <laughs> Less so. There's a couple of common areas where you'll be able to meet up with uh, potential candidates, other freelancers like yourself. How long do I have? How long do I have? Give it to me straight, Doc! <laughs> they perform some of the freshman trials every couple of weeks. The next one is going to be in a day or two. So you've got a little bit of time, but don't slack off. Have you ever known me to? No, can't say I have. How long do you plan to accompany me for? I figure I'll stick around for at least the first couple rounds, but uh, I imagine that you'll want to find a partner on your own merits and not tout me around like some sort of trophy. You're right, like I said, I'm looking for someone who doesn't slow me down. He catches up to you a little bit. Alright, alright, I get it. I'll meet you at the hotel. I'm sure I can find someone by tonight. Ever the optimist. You're gonna need that. Where have you been these last three years? Watching you get better. That better not stop once you hit big time. That's far too endearing. You should stop that before I start to feel too much emotion about it. <laughs> uh, you're probably right. You enter the main gates, and uh, Eldrin goes off to uh, find some rest somewhere and catch up with old friends in the arena. There are a couple of paths that are open to you. There are the training gardens and the shopping district. I head to the training gardens. Insert spire garden art. In, in the viewers' minds, of course. Yes. <laughs> it's not like we do YouTube yet or anything. The twin spires of Valor's Reach climb towards the heavens in front of you, but everywhere else is just coated head to toe with greenery. There are a couple of teams and freelancers that are trying their hand at the... Uh, practice areas around here, training dummies to be mercilessly slaughtered, some aerial targets for dexterity training. What would you like to do? Who's the biggest, most intimidating person around? You see what can only be described as a literal giant. This giant is practicing slamming a roughly same size training dummy from all different angles with a pair of massive arm-based shields. He's got a rough leather vest that is covered in some kind of stitched-in bone and a big tattoo that's covering the right side of his face. I approach him. He takes no notice of you yet. Hey, want to spar? He finishes the round of one-two punches that he gives the dummy, 
pauses for a second, and slams the shields down into the ground next to him. I appear unfazed. He turns around and doesn't look down towards you. Mm. I'm sorry, who said that? Has anyone ever found that funny? He points down directly at you and smirks. I do. Every time. Well, it's a shame I was hoping to find someone with a sense of humor. Have a great day. I turn around. Does he make any indication? He gives a, uh, a low sort of rumble. <laughs> uh, takes one to know one, I guess. I stop, turn around, and say, Guilty as charged. So, Spar? He goes, Sure. You said charged, and bull rushes at you. Well, you say that I'm a mind blade render, so I think I'm going to have to use some of my mind blades. To rend? I'm going to... Little bit of rend, more so trick. Okay. I would like to subtly spawn some mind blades underneath the path of this giant as he barrels towards me, while also trying to execute a mental attack to distract him from the cow chops he's about to step on. Okay. I think I'm going to cover most of this because it is using the mind blades to do all of this. I think this mostly falls under rend because. Admittedly, the trick is there, but I think this is more of a, an all-out attack. That's fair. So I'm rolling 3d8 and getting the two highest ones. That's correct. And I'll be rolling to see what you have to beat. I rolled a 13. Excellent. You uh, spawn some mind blades underneath this giant's path, and also flick some onto the tips of your fingers, I assume, to try and... Get at his head when he falls over. That sounds reasonable. Rend his mind, as it were. As it were. He does not notice that you've laid all of these caltrops here and runs through them. And upon getting towards them, he is felled and starts tumbling over. As he tumbles, you catch his head in your hand and drag your claws across his mind. He lets out this absolutely pained bellow. <laughs> At which point, you feel another sort of knife dangerously close to your throat. I take it this isn't the giant's knife. Oh, no. In fact, it's not quite a knife. I apologize. It is the hook end of what appears to be a hammer. And on the other side of your head is the head of an Azra, the same species as you are, uh, who leans in really close. And through his scarf, he goes... You know, you're really not supposed to interfere with the competition before a match. That's our trick. That's your trick? Wow, you should really get a better trick. Yeah, look how well it's worked out for you so far. Well, as far as I can tell, I am here with a giant under my foot, and then behind me, and then with that, I would like to attempt to slip underneath the hook and rake my claws against the arm of this other Azra. All right. That would be a rend trick, but you are in a bit of a sticky situation to start. You're in a threatening position, so I'm going to have you just do uh, a flat 2d8 for that. That sounds fine. That, sound, that yeah. sounds reasonable. 13 again. You try to slip out, but this... Azra is basically on equal footing with you, and he wraps a chain around your arm to deflect your mind blade. You two are still sort of linked at this point, 
but you're not any closer to dealing damage to him. So he has wrapped his chain around my arm? Yes, and he's got you just sort of, like, locked in mid-strike there. How is he for leverage? He looks pretty stable, but uh, if you've got a neat idea, you could try it. I do my best to look disinterested, and I would like to offer this person a deal. All right. With my fairly dry expression, arm still ensconced in chain, I say, all right, well, clearly this is going nowhere, but you say that you folks have some methods that you prefer to employ before fights, even if it is off the record. How's about the idea of someone who can help out with that? We do seem to be somewhat kindred spirits after all. Give me 3d8, highest two. Oh, six. The last two have been exactly equal. Oh, no. That's okay. That means, that means I got to do my job. Yep. He, with a flourish, kicks you back, but releases his chain from your arm so that you sort of stumble not super gracefully backward. And goes, that's cute. You're cute, newbie. Tell you what, this was a good first showing, but I noticed that you still don't have a partner. So get in the ring, impress us there, like you've impressed me here, and then we'll talk. Oh, and try not to rough up my partner anymore. Absolutely. Tell him to watch where he steps. The giant is staggering to his feet and gives you a look and goes, You do have a sense of humor. I love it. For my brief scratch over your head, I see you do too. He picks up his shields and straps them to his back. See you around, newbie. Good luck. <laughs> Why is this person turning into, um... Oh, uh, well, name? you know, it's just, uh... <laughs> yes. It's, uh, it's a Always little thing forget. I do with the voice. <laughs> the actor's name every time. <laughs> it's, it's really good because the voice is a good way to warm up for the impression. It's Patrick Warburton. <laughs> right? And, I don't, uh, you, you told me that too. Yeah. You've said that before. Hey, it's, uh, oh. well, you, you know, sometimes they call me Gorm, but, uh. uh yeah, you like you do. Gronk yeah. <laughs> the Great, they've called me. <laughs> Unfortunately, your, uh, your first attempt at making a friend, depending on what way you want to look at it, was a swing and a near miss. That's fair. Uh, but you've definitely gotten the attention of pretty much everybody else in this, uh, training ground. They've... Taking a look at you and watch this whole interaction, and then as soon as they realize that Virtus and Gorm aren't paying attention to you anymore, and that you've got your attention elsewhere, they hastily pretend that they were always training this entire time. I would like to head to the market. All right. Where the conversation at the training grounds is severely limited, the marketplace is bustling with activity. People sell like wares, support items... Weapons that can be used in the fights, completely sanctioned by the uh, authorities here, as well as other freelancers trying to sell their services and find partners themselves. I head over to one of the weapons vendors. There's a dwarf that is heads down at a forge, putting the last bits of polish on one of the trademark weapons that folks have in the arena, with an extra layer of glow. The particular glow that he's got on this sword is bright blue. Do any of his weapons catch my eye? That depends. What all are you looking for? What kind of a, a weapon are you intending to use in the arena? Any scythes? I figure if I'm a mind blade render, it's only fair that I rend things with other blades, too. There are a couple of hand scythes, 
in uh, various colors. One of them has a more curved, sickle-like appearance, and then one is more straight-bladed, like a, uh, a Reaper's scythe. Do I have enough coin on me for for a pair of sickles? Yeah, sure. Nothing fancy, but they'll definitely get you around in the ring. I ask, do these come in purple? He wipes some sweat from his brow and goes, yeah, sure. He uh, takes the uh, sickles that are already there, that are in this kind of sickly green hue, and waves his hand over them and then slides his thumb across the blade. It seems to make it slightly more sharper and also changes the color as he drags his thumb along. Uh, He passes over to you and says, all right, give that a couple test swings. Make sure you know that it's quality craftsmanship. Are there any test dummies nearby? Yeah, there's a, a rickety-looking one that's uh, stationed near the uh, the stand itself. Is this dummy at all visible from the market? Is it visible to foot traffic? Yes, very much so. I would like to rend the stuffing, metaphorically, out of this dummy. I would like to attempt to rend a rendition of a claw into it and then slice the claw lengthwise. So it's almost like a mark, but someone scored the mark. All right, I dig that. And the best part is, since a dummy can't retaliate it anyway, there's nothing stopping you from doing this very cool thing. Excellent. So you slash a uh, a trademark into this uh, into this dummy and then cleave it in twain. If I'm able to, absolutely. Yep. It is. Uh, it's well worn, if we shall say politely. With a flourish, you decimate the thing. A couple of bystanders nod approvingly, and at least one of them goes, Oh god. <laughs> and the, uh, the the dwarf behind the counter goes, <sighs> Alright, yeah, very nice, very good. Let me get out another one of these things. Alright. On the bright side, stellar craftsmanship, just as advertised. While he's looking behind his stand, he, like, puts a thumbs up. I drop the appropriate amount of coin on the counter and head out back towards the market. Alright, you now have... A sickle. Are any of the passerby who saw me still looking at me? There are a couple, yeah. There's a few uh, bystanders on the ground, not competitors, just there for the event. And they're wearing other teams' colors, but they're sort of second-guessing themselves now. Do any of them seem outfitted as competitors? There is an elf that is taking notes and glancing up at you every once in a while, but trying to act casual. There is a merfolk that is a little bit further away, but walking towards you now. And there's what appears to be a, uh, a human woman sort of staring at you. It's not, like, intense, but she's definitely looking you up and down and trying to figure out exactly what you're made of. You said the merfolk is walking towards me? Like, actually yep. to me, not just in my general direction? Yep. I make eye contact with them, then turn around and start slowly walking away. The uh, merfolk goes, uh, hey, hey. I stop, but I do not turn around. They get closer and, and sort of like grab you on the shoulder and try and turn you around. I do so slowly. Hey, you did that and points at the dummy, right? You just tore it to shreds? Yeah, what of it? We should definitely be partners in the ring. All right, you have 30 seconds to tell me why. All right, here goes. My name's Darian, I'm a merfolk, and I can tell that you need me to complement your skill set. Those are some really quick cuts, you got great close combat abilities, I've got better mobility around the ring, and I'm built for better and more varied environments than you are. Team up with me, 
We'll take apart anybody else in the ring. No contest. We got this. I glance towards the nearest clock tower and say, that was definitely under 30 seconds. All right, I'll hear you out. But I'm much more action-oriented than I am word-oriented. Why don't we go to the training ground and you show me? Sure. All right, let's do this. Back at the training ground, you go to one of the uh, the practice match areas, which is not super impressive. It's a, uh, a dirt field with a couple of uh, stone pillars in the middle. And uh, some of the folks from the market have uh, have followed along because you guys were not super quiet about discussing the fact that you were going to have a practice match. Darian is set up opposite on the uh, the pitch from you and has a blue glowing spear. He takes his place. And he says, all right, how do you want to do this? First of all, I'll take it. All right, let's rock. He gets set up in a solid looking stance and waits for you to make the first move. What is the arena like that we're in, the general area? Imagine like a, a tennis court, basically, or, or maybe a couple of them side by side. In terms of spacing, there are a couple of... Maybe twice your height stone pillars towards the center of the arena, uh, and then a dividing line that just goes flat to mark the middle. Otherwise, not a lot of tricks or traps or anything. This is a uh, practice arena, after all. How close do I need to be to rend mines? That's a fine question. Let me take a good look at this mine blade render. (laughs) I'd say pretty close. Like, within melee striking distance is when you can really get your ability in. But, I mean, you are still using spells to a certain effect, so if you want to try to channel your abilities into some sort of spell-like attack, then you might be able to try that. I would like to begin gathering mana and stride very deliberately straight towards Darien. He sees your approach and after a few seconds, darts around to your left side and uh, tries to go in for an overhead strike. I want to respond defensively. I would like to just back out of the way. All right. That will be flat roll. See if you can manage it. Ten. You flip backwards out of the range of his strike, and he almost hits the ground but stops himself and tries to pivot over to face you again. I say, you're right that you are more mobile than I am. Here's the thing. I don't tend to worry too much about the speed of my opponent as long as I can keep them in mind. And I just give him a weird look, and I try to press the gathering mana I have at the corners of his senses. Not any real attack, but a prickling unease. You're trying to spook him. I am. All right. You get a plus one for that. Let's see how you do. 12. From his very measured stance, he jerks back really quickly and leaves a considerable opening. He looks disoriented like he's seeing double of you right now. I want to go in for a strike with the sickle, but I want to pointedly stop before I get too close. Okay. I will give you the rend bonus here because it is deliberately not rending, but it's fighting using your rending powers. So I'll give it to you. All right. Ten. 
you bring the edge of your sickle close enough that you can kind of hear the tips of his fins singe a little bit. But you definitely don't hurt him. He is in awe of what's just happened here. He drops his spear and goes, All right, I give. Okay. Nice. I hold my sickle there for a second longer than is strictly comfortable. Or perhaps (laughs) a second less than isn't completely uncomfortable. And then I drop it and I say, There's one very important thing that I need to know about you before I consider you to be my partner. Uh, Okay. Tell me a joke. Uh, 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 he's super rattled right now. Not just an excuse for me, but also you severely rattled him to the point where he's having a bit of a time coming up with a joke at this point. I slowly fade my expression from threatening to bored. I meant it. Tell me a joke. Uh, so there was, uh, hold on. How does this one, um... Right, there, uh, there's two, no, sorry, there's three teams in a ring, and they, uh, uh, shoot, um. Over the course of him stammering and and trying to provide something, I move from the bored expression to butting my lip to clearly holding back laughter and eventually make my way to full-on belly laugh. He's like, oh, uh, uh, okay, all right, um. Did I do it? This fish is just absolutely not at all together today. I slowly rein in the laugh and say, All right, your mobility's good. I like your enthusiasm. You need to work on the sense of humor. Yeah, that's totally fair. Admittedly, little bit of your fault on that one. I put a hand out to shake after dismissing my mind blades. Okay, cool. As we shake, I say, If there's anything my mentor has taught me, it's that as much as I want to believe that it's not true, you can't win them all. And if you're not going to, you better at least have a positive attitude about it. (laughs) I smile. It's not a wry smile or a snarky smile. It's just an actual smile. He looks relieved for the first time in several minutes. Yeah, well, I reckon... One way or another, it's not going to be boring with you around. You would be at least the second person to tell me that today. Third, if you count myself. As you pull Darian to uh, his feet, he looks around and goes, Hey, wait, what? What happened to my spear? And sure enough, it is not on the ground where he had just dropped it. (laughs) I whip around and draw my sickle. Do you draw a sickle? Do you just just grab it? I don't know. I think you produce it. I brandish my sickle. Brandish. Brandish is good. Behind you is the human woman from earlier, and she's got the spear, like, tucked behind her head, and she's sort of resting her arms on it. And she goes, man, fried fish is usually a treat, and this was no exception. Nice job, Dare Bear. She chucks it over her head, and he struggles to catch it out of the air, because it's just past where he can reach. Darian goes, yeah, thanks, Karen. Don't you have some puppies to kick somewhere? I turn to Darian and say, you mean you know this Binox dropping? (laughs) Nice. How much do I need to care about her? She's not a Binox dropping, but she's known to go through them. She's a scavenger, a vulture. 
Karen, at this point, smiles broadly and fakely, revealing a couple of very, very sharp fangs, and goes, Aw, Dare, that's so sweet, I'll almost miss you when Grathama eats you. I look at Darian, and paying absolutely no regard to Karen, I say, I am incredibly tired of hearing her speak, and I want to release the magic that I was kind of building up as an all-out mental assault out of nowhere on Karen. All right. Spook and rend, please. Ten. Uh, you let loose some rather potent uh, black mana that engulfs Karen's head, and she is stunned for more than a second, and her hairdo seriously frazzled. And suddenly, the false air of politeness that she had been putting on for you dissipates. During the moment in which she is stunned, I would like to rush up to her, shove my palm into the middle of her face, and push her onto her butt. Like, totally flop over to the ground. And I say, I don't really know who you are, Karen, and I don't know who you are to Darian, but you know what? He's my partner now. And from what I've already gleaned, you don't think that much, but if you do, don't even think about coming near us again. While she's on the ground, exploding out from her back are a cacophony of feathers, loosely assembled into wings. She sweeps one under your feet, grabs you by the ankles, and hoists the both of you into the air. As you are rapidly ascending, she looks down and says, Normally, I wait for deadbeats to lose in the arena before I take all their stuff and leave them to rot. But for you, today, I'm gonna make an exception. Do I have any kind of... Actually, let me look at my character. Yep, that's fair. I am going to do my best to take off a loose scrap of cloth from me. I appear to be wearing some kind of sash, maybe like a, a cape. Yeah, sure. I want to try to, in one fluid motion, maybe two, depending on who you ask, <laughs> loop it around my sickle, hurl it up and into her back like a leash. <laughs> I love it. That is going to be a rend move, and it's cool enough that I'm not going to apply any penalties. <laughs> Before I roll, sure. I say to Karen, you see, I told you didn't have much going on in there. Usually carrion birds have the sense to wait until after they're dead. Now I'll roll. Cool. 14. <laughs> this keeps happening. I love it. Oh, why do we even use dice? Ha! <laughs> Uh, you get your hook into her back through the mess of wings, and she screeches and lets you fall, but you're now dangling from your sash that you've attached to the hook. Uh, you've stopped your ascent and are now making a slow spiral downward. As she is distracted through the pain, I want to reach as deep into her motor controls as I can, and with the most intense mental pain that I can muster... I want to force her slowly to the ground. That is a rend. Seven. You are forcing her to the ground, but it is not a slow descent. You are speeding ever further downward, and you try to sort of pull back to get her to slide into the ground as opposed to just plummeting. And uh, as you get near to the ground, something 
stops you all at once. You're about a foot off the ground, hovering, and you can see that your hook is being carefully extracted from Karen's back by some amount of gold-shimmering magic. After the two of you have been removed from each other and placed exactly ten feet apart, you are dropped the rest of the way to the ground. I do my best to stand up rapidly and see if I can source the gold light. You are back on your feet quickly. Karen is not on her feet as quickly, but you do see a relatively older woman with bright orange hair striding towards the pair of you. I look at Karen and I say, Is this your partner? I hate healing mages. They take all the fun out of everything. The elderly woman pauses for a second, regards you up and down, and says, You know, most of my competitors saved their fun for the ring, but I see that you two have gotten a little ahead of yourselves. Well, to be fair, I don't make a habit most days of some vulture wannabe lifting me off the ground, but you know what? Today, I thought it would be interesting. How is Darian doing in all of this? He is very quiet all of a sudden. (laughs) I try to subtly indicate that I'm not really worried about these two. Darian (laughs) tries to, but fails, to subtly indicate, you should really be worried about the new one. The older woman steps up to you and says, I don't recognize you from around here. Are you one of the new competitors for this next round of trials? I shrug and I say, I like to fly under the radar. Excepting occasions where I actually fly. Oh, radar doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're in a sci-fi fantasy. We're in a fantasy world with maybe light sci-fi elements. I'm okay with it. I shrug and I say, I like to fly low and quiet. Excepting those occasions where I am forced to fly. Actually. But normally, I keep things subtle. And I, again, try to give Darian an expression to indicate that this is, in fact, a joke. And see if he starts to loosen up. He does not. The older woman goes, Consider yourself spotted. I am the rector of Valor's Reach. That means that I'm in charge of the arena and all of the fights that go on inside of it. Unfortunately, you seem to have chosen to pick a fight outside of the arena. And we have some regulations about that. Well, my partner and I were working on a fairly routine practice spar until this little birdie showed up and decided that we would be better 100 feet up. Karen, at this point, is standing up and trying to make her way out of the practice arena. That was self-defense. She walks over and grabs Karen's shoulder and spins her around and points at the pretty sizable gash that is between Karen's shoulder blades. The fight was self-defense. That, she points at the wound again, was not. I understand that you're new here. All of the fights on Valor's Reach are non-lethal. I'll admit that you may have been accosted by this person, but it's up to you to know when to mitigate fights and how to end them safely, for both you and the audience's sake. If there's any actual blood spilt in the arena, we're going to have a problem. I'm going to see that Karen gets reprimanded for her behavior during this, but I need to know that you're not going to go loose cannon on me in the ring. Absolutely not, madam. I've trained far too long for that. Good. Let's see you put that training to good use in a couple days. I'll be happy to see you at tryouts. And Darian, quit standing like that. Loosen up, boy. You've got a fight to win. Darian immediately tries to loosen up, but in a way that suggests that he is only becoming more and more stressed. The rector of the arena walks off with Karen in tow, 
and you are left alone in the practice match field. I look to Darian and say, do you have any other old friends I should know about before we start fighting together? He goes, oh yeah, plenty. Great. Well, it's already been a long day. Let's call it quits as far as physical training goes. Why don't we get a drink and you can tell me all of the other colorful characters that I will need to make sure aren't behind me. He goes, yeah, that sounds pretty- Look behind you! I spin around and produce my sickle. He goes, <laughs> Oh, okay, cool, I needed that. Whew. I very slowly turn around to face him, absolutely stone-faced. I hold that, then I relax and say, That was funny. <laughs> I think I'll keep you. I think you'll do. And walk off with him towards the nearest tavern. And scene. Thus ends the first episode of Far Wanderings. Far Wanderings? I haven't traveled that much of a distance. Except for, <laughs> you know, a couple hundred feet straight up and then down. <laughs> That's not wandering so much as a sudden burst of unintended travel. That's very true. Well, Jacob, if someone wanted a guide on their own bursts of unintended travel, where might they go? They could find me anywhere they find somebody named Frogger, spelled P-H-R-A-W-G-E-R. -E that's Twitter, that's Tumblr, that's Reddit. And I don't know about unintended, but I know that most sudden bursts of travel are particularly well executed when it's from a cannon. Give it a shot. You never know. Ha. Ha. <laughs> and Bryce, if someone wanted to learn all of the acrobatic maneuvers necessary to fall with style, where would they be able to find you? They could find me rubbing my bruised coccyx bone on Twitter as walking underscore Atlas, or you can email us at info at opalnebula.com. For more Talking Atlas, find us on iTunes, Google Play, or our website, opalnebula.com. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please consider finding us on Discord. The link to the Opal Nebula Discord will be in the description for today's episode, and it is the easiest and most direct way to get into a conversation with us. Come hang out. We're lonely. As with every new experiment we undertake, we are eager to hear what you folks think of this. Let us know. And until next time, happy wanderings, everyone. Hey. 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 <laughs>